1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our expert from Remax Prime Properties is Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Just before we head into the holiday season, Tina, we're joined by the Executive Vice President of Remax Canada, Elton Ash. Elton, welcome back to On The Market. Great to be with you. Elton, we're going to be talking about the 2022 real estate forecast by Remax. And before we get into that, how would you describe the 2022 market? Well, 2022 has been a bit schizophrenic, you know, really. It started very strong a year ago at this time. uh, Things were just humming along, multiple offer situations, a lot of buyer stress, realtor stress with trying to, you know, get the the right home for their buyer clients. Uh, and then as we got into the spring and things moved into summer, we started to see interest rates climb and inflation become a concern and things started to slow down. And so at this point, the good news is that especially in the GTA, we're in a pretty balanced market, but it's not, not the multiple offer high stress situation that we were facing a year ago. And what do you think consumers then can expect in 2023? Well, we're certainly going to see a continuation of current market conditions through to the first quarter, second quarter of 23. But we're anticipating as we get into Q3 and Q4, a year from now, we'll be back into very historical, traditional market cycles. So this is sort of like a pause in the market right now as as we all become more accustomed to what we would describe as as historical normal interest rates, you know, in that four and a half to five and a half percent range. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, I think, good news in the long term. Nathan, where do you see some of these price drops coming? Are there certain areas that you feel will lead the way with these price drops uh, in, in order to uh, come out at about a 3.3% decline for the year? Yeah, you know, the GTA, you know, being a cyclical market especially, we saw huge price gains through the, the Golden Horseshoe range and through Vancouver, uh, the two most expensive markets in the country. So naturally, as cycles go, this is where we're going to see the greatest pullback. So we're anticipating for the Toronto area to see about an 11% price drop over the year. Most of that will be probably right now through the feeling of it will be right now through till June. But to put that into context, prices will still be on an average in the GTA, you know, on par with what 21 prices were and certainly higher than 2020. Uh, and then we look at Vancouver, about a 5% price drop there, and a very similar story. You described 2022 as swinging from one end of the spectrum to the other. Did it surprise you at all? Have you seen a market like this before? You know, I've been in the business for 42 years, actually coming up 43. That's scary. <laughs> anyway, uh, and, and I've experienced uh, several cycles, what we would call rebalancing cycles in in the marketplace across Canada. 
And, and so, yeah, we've seen cycles come and go. What is unusual in this circumstance and why we are as bullish as we are looking to the near-term future is that there is a critical housing supply shortage. And, and typically, when we see price depreciation, we see oversupply. And this is not the situation now. So it is quite different from historical cycle rebalancing. And with that said, uh, you know, Canadians have often looked at or always looked at the housing market as a great investment. And in the REMAX report, there's still 73% of Canadians view homeownership as the best long-term investment. How do you see this playing a role in how 2023 reacts to the market? Oh, absolutely. And, and Canadians are strong believers in home ownership and seeing that as, you know, as long-term strong financial planning for, for, for Canadian families. And, and so how we see that playing out, of course, is as we become accustomed to interest rates, uh, you know, and the Bank of Canada has certainly signaled now that they're, they're a little bit confident. And we have to remember that Inflation is a lagging indicator, and of course, the Bank of Canada, with dealing increasing interest rates, is an instant indicator. And so, you have to allow things to kind of work. And the Bank of Canada has signaled that now that they feel that inflation will start to come into rain now with the moves that they've done. And so, these very quick jumps that they've done seven, you know, in in the past overnight settings. Um, are having their desired effect. And so as we look down the road, um, you know, Canadian consumer confidence will level out. It will, will balance out as the housing market will. And, uh, yeah, the, the desire for home ownership and especially with immigration as well will work, uh, positively to the overall market. Elton, you mentioned rising rates, and many economists have also suggested a looming recession. What do these factors then suggest about home prices? Well, this is where our market outlook is tempered, you know, from previous years where we're going to see a national price adjustment of about 3 to 3.5% lower than the past year. Uh, and so, yeah, all in all, there will be some negative impact, but it really is a, a balancing, a rebalancing of the market. And, you know, depending on the marketplace, uh, of course, we talked about the GTA in Vancouver being the most two most expensive markets. But when we look at markets like uh, Saskatoon or Regina, uh, we get out to Sudbury, uh, out to the Maritimes. Uh, where it's far less expensive to get into the into the home market, uh, we're going to see some still continued activity in those smaller marketplaces. And in larger markets, Elton, like the GTA, Vancouver, we've seen drops in unit sales about 40 to 50 percent over the last year. How do you feel about pent up demand, and when will that come into play? Will it be in the first quarter, second quarter? Do you see it coming into play at all? Oh, absolutely awesome. And, and this is where immigration plays a large part of, of how the market's going to come back. Um, 
certainly, you know, with the numbers that are being predicted for immigration. And the other thing on this immigration that I have to be aware of is many of these people are already in place. They've come to Canada, uh, you know, a couple of years earlier and have just gotten their landed immigrant status or, or have firmed up. They came for education and now have gotten a job here in this country and, and are now going to stay. And so they're already sort of in place in the, in the market, and that pent-up demand will build as, uh, as confidence comes back to the, to the economy overall. And what about the dream of home ownership? Is that still a possibility? Well, a first-time home buyers, it's going. It's cert- affordability is a challenge, especially in the larger, mar- the you know, the Toronto, Vancouver type of markets, uh, and that's a challenge. There's no question of that. And and what we're going to be seeing, in all likelihood, is is a bit of a move to the secondary city markets, and whether that's like Eastern Ontario or out to Calgary or you know to the Maritimes. Uh, with the ability to work remotely as well that we didn't have three years ago. That's also aiding this opportunity for first-time homebuyers to perhaps uh, live further afield than they might have in the past. And and just on that topic, do you think we're going to start to see people that moved away during the pandemic move back to the city cores? Will Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto start to see an influx of people that had moved away to other provinces or further out, will they be coming back now that they're back at work? Absolutely. It's a yin-yang sort of effect. The, the, the work is one scenario, of course, as you've mentioned, but there's also the, there was this romantic dream in, let's say, you know, the summer of 2020 through the winter of 21, where, yeah, let's move out to cottage country permanently. And, and then you get out there and you suddenly realize geez, there's a septic system I have to look after. There's the well. If something breaks, I just can't call someone and they show up, you know, uh, three hours later. It could well be a day later. <laughs> and and so you're, you're really much more on your own when you are when you live out of town kind of thing. And so there's that realization. That, and so there'll be this, this yearning to kind of come back into the city. And Elton, as we wrap up, what is your one message to buyers and sellers for 2023 and how optimistic are you about 2023? You know, when it comes to advice and I've, I've heard this a lot in, in the general news lately about how people have gotten variable rate mortgages and, and now they're feeling the effect of, of, of what that means as interest rates have gone up. And so the best advice that I can certainly provide is make sure you're, you're working with a real estate professional, someone who, who has some years under their belt that have experienced this kind of thing or working on a team where, where there is that experience as well, because that's the best advice anyone can give is, is you kind of learn what's happened in the past and use those, that experience to your benefit. And uh, yeah, be a little conservative. But that's my advice in, at all times, you know. Uh, if you do that, then when you go through market fluctuations, you'll be just fine. And Alton, great advice as always. For our listeners that want to drill down and see how their cities did in the housing outlook by REMAX, where can they find it? 
Uh, the best place is at remax.ca, and uh, you can click on the housing trends uh, at the top of the page, and you'll you'll get right to the housing outlook report. Alvin, thanks so much for joining us. Merry Christmas and all the best for the new year, and we can't wait to speak to you in 2023. It's been my pleasure, and Merry Christmas and all the best for the holiday season. After the break, the mortgage rate discussion. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties with today's next guest, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Uh, joining us is Colin Mason, principal broker with the Mortgage Domain. Colin, welcome back to On the Market. Thank you for having me. Colin, um, there's your phone's probably blowing off the hook after last week's rate announcement. Tell us a little bit about what this means to the consumer. Uh, well, to the consumer, it's particularly those that pay or uh, sign into this uh, station on a regular basis. They know that we had been predicting another half a point increase. Uh, it's not the end, according to your and my uh, 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 sort of projection as to what's going to happen. We do, you and I had said we expected to see a little bit more of an increase over the next into into the early. Uh, Q1 of 2023. So it's right on track uh, for what we had predicted. Some um, good silver lining. I'm always an optimist. So it wasn't a three-quarter percent increase. It was a half a percent increase. So uh, it seems to be we're on the right side of that equation. Um, uh, I'm expecting uh, that there there is even a mention that they may even give it a little bit of a break to see how this is going to impact uh, inflation. So that's that's a positive thing uh, as well to take into consideration moving into the new year. And Colin, what are you hearing from your clients, your customers, in terms of those who are holding a mortgage? What are they connecting with you about? Well, a lot of people are concerned or questioning how the, you know, the rate increases are going to impact them. As we've mentioned on this show in the past, uh, the the impact is more for those that are holding variable rate mortgages. So the variable rate mortgage uh, is when you see when you hear about the increases, they're the ones that are actually seeing it uh, in their bank book. So this is definitely good news for those that are hoping that they're they're going to weather the storm and hoping that they they are on the right side of it. So, um, but it has been a rough last six to eight months. Um, you know, many people have seen their interest or the, uh, their mortgage payments. Uh, I spoke to a lady the other day. She worked it out. She said it is a literally tripled. So if those are people are able to hang on, uh, that is definitely um, you know something that I think they're going to start to see a little bit of a uh, a relief uh, moving into the new year. I'm hoping anyway. Um, those that chose the fixed rate mortgages uh, are not impacted, obviously, because. Uh, their rates have stayed the same, uh, particularly those that locked in early last year and took advantage of the really low interest rates. Uh, they've got another four uh, years to go. Um, so by that time, they may find themselves in a situation where likely they will renew at a higher rate, but 
I, I think that we should be well past uh, the really high rates at that point, and maybe something that's a little bit more uh, reasonable. Con, we're hearing rumors or chatter about mortgage brokers having access to monoline lenders that may have competitive rates compared to uh, financial institutions or, or traditional financial institutions. What does that mean, and what's a monoline lender? So mon- that's a great question. So monoline lenders are lenders in mortgage providers, uh, mortgage lending companies uh, that are providing just mortgage products. So they don't offer, typically they don't offer uh, lines of credits, credit cards, savings accounts, those types of things. Um, Some monoline, well, they're not, I guess they're not really monoline lenders at that point, but it's alternatives to the big, the big chartered banks. Now the, the all banks, chartered banks, the Schedule A banks, they offer a lot of value. Uh, So, you know, somebody say, well, you know, why would I ever go with a bank? Well, there's many reasons why a bank is a choice for people. Um, and we re- that's when we sit down with a client and go through all of their options. So a monoline lender being one that just provides mortgage financing, they typically don't have bank accounts and that kind of thing. So you would stay with your current bank and then your p- mortgage payments would come out of that bank account where you do your daily banking and then you pay your mortgage company. Um, uh, but some people prefer to have all all their products all in one. So there's, there's value on both sides. So definitely it's, it's a, uh, making the products and, and determining what financial institution is the right one for the borrower. Um, one reason why a monoline lender is uh, typically, it tends to be the choice of a lot of people is particularly those that are rate sensitive and want to save as much money as they possibly can, which is most people. Um, they, because they don't have a lot of the, uh, additional costs and infrastructure costs that these large banks have, um, they are able to provide, pass on those savings uh, through their interest rates. And you typically see monoline lenders offering lower interest rates uh, than what is offered to uh, through the larger uh, chartered banks. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot here then, Colin, because you hear that line, if it's good to, too good to be true, it probably is. So what advice do you have for listeners who are hesitant about that monoline lender? How do they know they can trust these businesses, these institutions? So many of them are backed by large financial institutions. So monoline lenders are, are very reputable organizations. Uh, we would never deal as mortgage brokers we would never deal with a lender that is not going to be a reputable lender. So particularly on the A side, it's heavily regulated. Uh, you know, you just can't get a, a I mean, you can get small companies that join in and into the market and, you know, they are maybe not the best out there in terms of what their products and service and so on. That's where we come in to help vet the monoline lenders to determine what the best fit for the client is. Uh, but all monoline lenders follow all the same regulatory requirements that the uh, the banks have to, and it's uh, they're 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 heavily regulated and and good options for clients uh, to to consider. Again, it's all about sitting for us. It's all about sitting down with a client, and figuring out what they need, and determining whether a monoline lender is a good choice for them. Uh, but there's many of them out there, and we see we're starting to see a lot of clients, like particularly clients that are. Uh, coming up for renewal, and we ask what financial institution they're with, and they say, oh, well, we are with a particular lender that's a monoline lender that's outside of the chartered banks. 
Um, and uh, so it means to me we're seeing a lot more of that, which means that a lot of clients are considering monoline lenders moving forward. So with the, combined with the savings um, and the other options or the other benefits of going along with them, uh, it's definitely something that you should be asking your mortgage broker about. Colin, before the whole pandemic, uh, free money type of uh, deal that people had out there, we were used to seeing rates around the 45 5%, 6% mark. Is that going to be the normal moving forward? And what do you anticipate the rates settling in at after the Bank of Canada has completed their process of trying to get inflation under control? Uh, yeah, I think what we saw with the whole pandemic and, and the stimulus that was uh, provided to uh, borrowers to, in order to help uh, get us through all of that, um, we saw unprecedented uh, rates, uh, very low interest rates. Never, I mean, I've been in the industry for well over 25 years. It's that long. I actually can't figure out how long I've been in it. Um, and I've seen rates low before. We've seen very high interest rates, but never in my career have we seen rates that low. Uh, so, and I've been telling clients, and I told them at the time, you know, if you can get a rate in in the you know high ones, I can't believe I'm even saying that, but high ones or low two percent rates. Anybody that took uh, those rates at that time are definitely going to benefit over the next uh, for the balance of the term. Uh, but I think realistically, high threes uh, might even be a little bit uh, optimistic. I think that you more realistically low fours into the high fives, I think, is where we're going to be. And quite frankly, that's not a bad uh, interest rate realm. If you look at the whole spectrum of interest rates over a long period of time, you'll see that that's among the lowest rates uh, that, that you know, the mortgage industry has provided over the uh, you know, history. Always great information, Colin. If our listeners want to connect with you, how can they find you? Uh, the best way is uh, my, I always provide my cell phone. Uh, they can call or text me directly there. Uh, it's 416-676-6777. Or our office uh, is 416-410-0900. And there's extensions you can follow. Tom, thanks so much for joining us. Have a Merry Christmas, and we look forward to talking to you in the new year. Thank you. You too. When we come back, your questions for Asif Khan. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Time now for our listener questions, and we begin with Tracy in King. She wants to know where you think there is an opportunity for investors, condos, land, or houses. Asif, what do you think? You know, that's, that's a great question that we have had probably more often than not over the last three or four months. And with pre-construction condos, with the delays they've had and and, you know, them getting back into the swing of things now, that is a huge opportunity. There's some great incentives from builders right now for pre-construction condos. And this is an investment that you're going to be making, you know, with a completion date of two to three years down the line. So 
during that time, the prices are going to start climbing back up again. So huge opportunity there. And there's also little pockets. And I'm going to do one example of a listing that we just took in Dundalk, Ontario. Huge opportunity, three bedroom, three bathroom, semi-detached home in a cute little subdivision. And it's going for $599,000. And it's move-in condition. It's ready to go. So for people that say, you know, it's it's hard to find anything affordable within an hour or two of the GTA, this is about an hour and a half away. And it's a three-bedroom, semi-detached home, unfinished basement. It's it's only a year and a half to two years old, but it's under $600,000. So there's some great deals out there. You just have to find them. So for investors, great rental markets out there, and you'll be able to capitalize on the high rents that are being paid right now. Our next question is also one that we get a few times here on the show. It comes from James in North York. He wants to know your thoughts on staging your home. What should he focus on, and is it worth the investment? Staging your home is a great investment, especially in a normal market like we have right now. In a hot market, everything sells. It sells within a few hours sometimes, and you don't really need to showcase your home. But right now, you need your home to stand out from the rest. So staging does offer you that benefit, and also it does help your home sell faster and for more money. Now, areas to stage, I would say the power area. So you want the the entrance. You want it to be inviting and draw people into your home. A lot of times people will make their decision whether they want to see the rest of the house or not in the first 30 seconds that they're in the home. So you want that to be a power area. You want to draw them into the home and kitchen, bathrooms, uh, entertainment areas. These are all areas that people are looking for in their home, and that's what's going to continue that uh, tour through the home so that you don't lose them uh, at any step of the way. Should there be a bit of a budget for staging as well and, and what you should spend for, whether it's paint or these other perhaps cosmetic changes that you're making to sell your home more quickly? Yeah, and it really depends on the condition of the home, Mm. style of the home. So we can't really put a number on that until we see the home. But the key is declutter your home. Make sure you've gotten rid of all the personal belongings. Declutter your closets so that people can see that there's some space in there. Make sure that uh, you've got a lot of room to move around. So sometimes we have extra furniture pieces that we may be able to move in the basement or in the garage or even in storage. And that way you allow them, you allow that flow through your home to be consistent. And then you've got painting, lighting, and then possibly furniture placement if you have to bring other pieces in. But you, um, until we see the home and can evaluate it, then we can give you a proper quote on what it would cost to do everything. But decluttering is the first start, painting and then lighting. And Asif, is this traditionally a quiet time in real estate? And if it is, does it mean that potential sellers should spend this time now to prep the home to sell, whether it's, you know, early in the new year or in the spring? Traditionally, this is a quiet time. It usually starts from mid-December and it lasts until mid-January. So this is a great time to have the home decluttered, to have it cleaned up, to have it position so that you can hit the market maybe around mid-January, late January, just to get a jump on the spring market. Everyone's anticipating that there's the pent-up demand that we saw in 2022 is going to start uh, coming off the fence and purchasing properties and listing their homes uh, in the spring market. So you want to get a head start 
and be the only game in town for the buyers that are jumping off the fence. Because once the spring market hits and all of your neighbors are on, now it becomes a price war. So uh, to, in order to avoid that price war, you want to be able to get on the market mid to late January. Asif, earlier in the show, we asked Elton Ash to take a look at 2022 and look ahead to 2023. So I will ask you that same question now. How would you describe 2022 in terms of real estate and what do you anticipate in 2023? 2022, I think the decline in units sold was surprising. Uh, although we came off of a record-breaking 2021 for units sold, the the 50% decline in sales in the GTA, that was huge. And a lot of people went on the fence. So not only buyers, but sellers were sitting on the fence because they did not anticipate what was about to come. And uh, I think we're going to start to see some people come off that fence because Housing, it's, it's something that it's a necessity and people have to move for different reasons. It could be changes in their family situation. It could be changes at work. It could just mean they're a growing family and they need more space or they're downsizing because their kids have moved to university. So there's lots of reasons that people have to move every year. And we're going to start to see the people that were sitting on the fence and maybe waiting out what was to come seven interest rate hikes in one year was unprecedented. And that played a huge role in people going into a holding pattern. We're going to start to see them come back into the market as well in 2023. So I agree with Elton. I think there's a a positive outlook for 2023. People are tired of waiting. And now that there's some stability in terms of where the rates are going to end up, I think you're going to start to see a lot more people jumping again and, and starting their moving process in January or February. As a reminder, if you have questions for On the Market, send your email to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? You know, they can reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.